Hey guys, Casual Friday, that means it's Nancy Mass Friday, and today's topic is how not to suffer because of the thoughts of others. Be right back. Grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good, happy Friday, everybody. How's everybody doing today? I hope you said great. I've been off by a day. You know, we had that day off on Monday, and I've been thrown off. Back last night, when I realized it was Thursday, I was like, wow, already. Anyway, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the uh, owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. Excuse me, my, my thing keeps falling. Hang on. My thing keeps falling. There we go. Wow, it's never done that before. Stop falling. Okay. Ha! I hate it when my cords are dangling. Oh, I don't know. I'm hearing a... I'm hearing a hum in the background. I don't know why. Hang on a second. Here. Yeah, I've got a mic hum. Oh, wow. I've got a slight... Okay, anyway. I'll have to deal with that later. Yeah, here it comes up. Yeah, so there's a mic hum, and there should be a mic hum here. There it goes. I fixed it. It was loose. Okay. All good. As long as you guys can hear me, let me know in the chat room. Make sure you can hear me. I could hear a slight mic come. Even with my bad hearing, I could hear it. Anyway, I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California... Whoop, I did it again. Wrong button. You can see how today's going already, huh? Right here? There we go. I'm also the owner of the, of the uh, California Hans Paranormal. Let me try this again. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Hans Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. And we are 45 strong up and down the state. So if you have a paranormal need and uh, need, need us to come out, we can do that. The problem is, Cali it's not a problem, but the issue is, is California is a huge state. Nancy can tell you that. We're, we're, a, we're a huge, huge, huge. So it might take us a couple days to get out to you, even though we have people positioned around the state. But uh, we will get out to you. And in the case that we can't get out to you right away, we have psychics on staff or mediums on staff who can call you and talk to you about what may or may not be going on. And in most cases, if it is paranormal, they can settle the energy down before we get out there. Best way to contact us is Dr. Google. Hit those. Let your fingers do the walking, right? Let your fingers do the walking over your keyboard and uh, just Google us. California Haunts, California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team, California Haunts Radio. That's the best way to do it. Okay, if you're watching from... Uh, Facebook tonight, and a lot of you are, and you haven't done so already, please hit that follow button. We're always looking for followers. Same thing with YouTube. If you haven't subscribed already, please please hit that subscribe button. And also during the show, this just goes for both Facebook and YouTube, show us some love, thumbs up, hearts, smileys, whatever you can do for us. And uh, talk amongst yourselves in the chat room. Talk to us in the chat room. Because what that does is that puts, it, puts us up higher in the FYP, and it puts us out to more people. Okay, it, it distributes this out. This month, I think I made this announcement last month, but since it's Nancy's crowd, I'm going to make the announcement again. 
This month, we have done this spectacularly. Our numbers have have more than tripled. Um, so far for the RSS feed, and that's you guys out there on Apple and, and, and iHeartRadio and all those other places, we have gone to over 9,500 downloads this month. 9,500. So it's been a fun month. The month's not over yet, so it should be interesting to see where we end up. But I'm real excited about that, and uh, that's and I got to thank Nancy for that too, because since I've been not feeling well and things haven't been going well for me this this month, Nancy and I have pretty much been going back and forth carrying the show. So um, I, I I have to thank Nancy and and for everything for everything she's done to help me. Um, anyway, and speaking of which, before we before we start, Nancy and I have an event coming up. Okay, February February fourth, I think. Um, I better check that out. We do have an event in February. In fact, you guys can go check out what it is because I'm having a brain fart. And we're going to, it's for Valentine's Day, and Nancy's going to be doing some relationship readings. So if you uh, are wondering what, what your future lies with a future hubby or a future boyfriend or anything like that, or maybe you're already married and you want to know what's what, what's going to happen. You know, you're going to have a kid, you know, you're going to remain with, with your spouse or whatever. Or maybe you're, like I said, maybe you're searching for somebody. You know, a lot of people out there searching. Nancy's going to try and answer those questions for you in a nice reading. So check it out. Go to the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team Meetup. I slide over there. Um, I think you'll like the event. I just got kicked off the air. Okay, it's going to be like that today, huh, with the internet. All right. I was out of sync there for a second. Anyway, hop on. It's just going to be like that, isn't it? Must be a big news day that I'm unaware of because I haven't been in touch with the news. It's just the only time that usually happens with my internet because... You know, everybody everybody in here has Xfinity in this whole neighborhood. And this, this, that's the stuff that happens. But anyway, yeah, hop on over to the California Haunts Meetup and sign up over there. Uh, there's only, the thing with that, there's only nine spots available. So they're going to go quick. And that's why I decided to put the event out early. All right. Okay. It's a casual Friday. I've got my aloha on. Grogu has his aloha on. And we are ready to go with medium Nancy Matz. <laughs> <laughs> Take these off. Hello, everybody. You can just tell it's a Murphy's Law kind of day, right? Yeah, your uh, the screen was actually uh, freezing up, so yeah. I sit here not knowing. Well, I was talking to somebody earlier today, and uh, I was mentioning. Oh, she was calling me and telling me how bad it was raining in the Roseville area, and that's okay. about an hour and forty-five minutes from me. Just a downpour. Well, about twenty minutes ago, it started just pouring here. And so, so in your neighborhood, is it raining yet there, Sean? Not yet, but you know, I have to ask you a question. Oh. I had a strange ghostly thing happen today. <laughs> right up my alley. <laughs> I have a I have a, a, a safety, you know, a, a porch light. That the only oh, way to what? turn it on is you you a porch light. And it's one of these that, that goes on with motion. And oh, the motion only way to sensors. turn it on is you have to flip the switch up. Okay. okay. Well, Tonight, I come in here, I stagger in, because I'm half asleep. I stagger in to the kitchen before I get not drink, I everybody. Up. Yeah, I don't drink. I'm just tired. I'm, I work all night. I go to bed at like 6 a.m., and sometimes I get up early, sometimes I don't. And anyway, so as I'm staggering through the kitchen, as I'm walking, <coughs> stop that. As I'm walking through the kitchen, I notice that the light's on. Oh, Whoa, and I never touched. I, I never touched the switch to turn it on. Oh man, did so I go? My dad probably. Uh -huh, I my think dad. it's your dad. 
because it's too dark. It was getting too dark out there. Because I go Almost walking like back he's there. a tease. He's oh, trying to get unnoticed, huh? Of course he is. Of course he is. Yeah. Because I didn't even flip the switch up, but the switch is behind the side of the refrigerator, so you really have to reach in to get to it to flip it up. Okay. So it has to be done deliberately. And I go over there, the switch is up, and it shouldn't have been up. So <laughs> it's creepy, though. You look up and you All think, right, yeah. where did that light come from? See, guys, it even happens to me. Okay. We were talking about, I know we're having another topic tonight, but I can actually get startled also. And it's yeah. like when we're ready... And someone talks to me about wanting to know information like what we're just doing. It's very easy. But if you go to a scary movie and someone jumps out at you, oh, how many of you watch reels? And they're talking yeah. about something really scary. And then something, somebody with a silly costume on jumps in front of the camera. Well, I'm going to watch that name. I'm not going to go back to that client, that, that presenter. Because I get scared and it rattles me, you know. But I think that she has two men in her life, spirit life, that really, you know, they're just, comp the one is the uncle, the boxy one, but dad, he's always trying to stir things up. And I think he did that. Yeah. It just it seems like I'm hearing him laugh, um, but it is unnerving to have things like that happen because you're yes. not ready for it. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm wondering why does he think you have to have the light on? Because since the Christmas lights aren't on, because I, I tend to shut all that extra lighting off. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. When I turn the Christmas lights on. And since I don't have the Christmas lights on right now, it's really dark out front. Ah. Uh, um, so that's why. It's really dark and cold here. It's a two sock pair of socks and a long sleeve shirt and a sweater on tonight. So kind of nestle in. I hope you're not driving. If, I hope you're not stuck in the snow in the car. I, I guess I have been finding people, unfortunately, deceased in vehicles and homeless people in their tents. What a winter. I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> Here we what are in Northern California, away from the snow and the rain and, well, the rain, but I mean, really sleek kind of It's bad like I weather. say, you know, when people think of California, they think of us like Hawaii because of the beaches. Yeah, and all that. but it's not all like that. There's, you know, there's mountain uh -huh. areas and Sacramento, like, like where I live. It gets too. This is how people can't wrap their wrap their heads around this. Is that when it'll snow once in a while, but it's too cold to snow here. Mm. The snow turns to ice as it falls. Okay. Yes. Because you know, so, I yeah, yeah we've had snow. I worked in Northern California, and I think it was the um, well, it had to be the early '80s, and we had so much snow that they were caravanning us from um, where Auburn Faith Hospital worked in front mm -hmm. all the way to the freeway one lane and i've never heard of it since right um, so right so once in a really long blue moon then we'll have the snow and i'm really appreciative um of all the people that are suffering across the united states to new oh, york yeah. and, but like and i said believe it or not it can get too cold to snow and that's what it does here it gets too cold to snow Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. you know we i mean the, the temperatures dip and i know the people back east are going to laugh about this and the people in montana but sacramento <laughs> can't get as low as uh the the the, the high 20s we've got <laughs> yes. there's probably I've lived in... dad, oh no that's t-shirt weather in cleveland you know but yeah <laughs> but for us it's freezing it's like hawaii it's like you know my friends in hawaii are, are, are freezing right now because it's dropped to below 65 yeah, and they don't have any warm clothing, probably. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, to them, it's cold. 
Yeah, so that's, that's great. It's all what you're used to, I guess, huh? Yeah, but then, but then there's the extreme with Sacramento, you know. And I was laughing about the Oakland A's because they were talking about, you know, they don't want to. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of talk about not having their guys spring training in Las Vegas, you know, when they leave the mm-hmm. stadium because it's so mm-hmm. hot in Vegas. And then they were in Sacramento yesterday, looking at the stadium here, and I thought. You guys are smoking something because it gets to be 110, 114 here. I don't know what the heck you're talking about. You might as well, well go try how about Arizona. The, how about the kids that are trying, uh, the teams that are trying to play this past weekend with so much snow, they couldn't even get the snow out of the yeah. stadium for people to come in and sit. Yeah. I mean, what, so, what do you do? You know, anyway, conversation. Know, it's just crazy. Okay, let's get back on time. Anyway, somehow we just, I, went, but we're, we're good for that. No kidding. Uh, Shar and I did talk about this earlier. If you like the show, please give us a thumbs up. Yeah. And I've been looking for a number of subscribers on my YouTube station, and I will start doing uh, reels and short ones, uh, no more than 15 minutes, hopefully, of clients and conversations and what I said. Uh, 33 years worth. Just hit and miss. I'll listen to some, but it should be very interesting. I find editing and going through old readings it's time consuming amazing and i want to i don't know if my clients are listening two young men uh 36 and 38 i've talked to them this past week one uh mother had two readings from me 16 years ago and she just handed them over to her son and uh i just got the biggest kick out of some of the things he said had happened including the birth of his first child in three years and it oh, was a little boy, and I described him. Pardon me? Oh, keep talking. Judah, and so, Judith had a couple of posts, but go ahead. Uh, and then, um, yeah, uh, Snowden and Davis. Okay. So anyway, uh, tonight, so if those two young men and Alex are watching tonight, hello, everybody. Uh, we're going to be talking about something that I've given every topic. I say, oh, it's my favorite topic, or I've put a lot of time and effort thinking about it. This I really have. Um, I love reincarnation. I love uh, ghost communication and, and giving predictions 35, 50 years out, of which some of it hasn't happened yet. I entertained a group of people in, uh, I don't know, Citrusites or Fair Oaks, and it was uh, sisters, Marlene, um, the Matichek's, Marlene and Kathleen, and she had like 35 people there, and one of the people in the audience, he says, go 50 years in the future, and I saw this thing open up ahead of me, and I I came through it, and I got scared, because I felt myself being sucked into it, but um, I talked about the weather, and I remember saying to the people, that's strange, I think people are going to move in from the East Coast, and people move in from the West Coast, because they don't want to live on the peripheral of the United States, and they may move the White House, and when they do, the man I see there will be very, very dark, almost black hair, uh, shorter and stockier looking, a uh, younger versus older. Hair is very cr- trim, uh, not short to the head, but almost mm-hmm. black. And I saw the White House being moved. So we're entering, that was uh, probably 30 years ago, so 20 more years. Uh, but anyway, courting... Uh, I want to thank you all for touching base with me and give suggestions. And I do want to say that all these are my own thoughts. I didn't look anything up, nor do I want to copy or talk about things all the time. The other good people on the YouTube are talking about um, politics is interesting. People ask me all the time, the weather, the politics. Absolutely. But there's a lot of really good intention people that kind of are really 
good at it. They really watch the uh, names. I'm terrible at names. <laughs> good thing I don't am held responsible for remembering people's last names. I would not be able to do it. Um, courting is when I go, I, I use this couple because they're interesting. There's a couple that um, met when she was in Panama. Then he got transferred to Germany, uh, to Texas, to the East Coast, to Germany, and then to Italy. And in there, I described the man that would help the gentleman go from East Coast to Germany so they could travel on. Well, they all showed up. They all got, he and she did get married. They're on different branches of the military. And they settled in Italy. I just adore them, adore them. And they had three daughters. Um, it was a blended two for her and one for him. And the three daughters continued to live in the United States. And when I put my mind, I get on, they like video, so I do video with them. And she'll mention of a child, and I go to her, and then I, she'll think of that child, and I'll follow that thread of her life force to the child in the United States, California, Texas. Mm, I forgot where the other one was. But anyway, then I'll go back to her, to my friend, and then to me, and I can do it like three seconds. And people go, how in the world can you do this, Nancy? I says, if I had the answer, I'd sell it to you for a nickel. Well, how many times have I worked with Char, another of the group, remote viewing? And Char said one time on the show, she says, this is spooky. <laughs> I go, well, is this is what I do, you know, and I love it. And it's who I am. And uh, it's, you know, it is what I'm about. Well, you know, imagine, going, imagine being in my spot. I said that I never send any information to Nancy. I will send her a picture of the front of a house. No address, no nothing. And mm -hmm. imagine how you feel when somebody describes the wallpaper of a house and or the paneling <laughs> or the carpet color or what the furniture looks like. All you know, and then you walk into this house and it's just like she says. And you're walking through and you're thinking, this is really creepy. She knows everything. <laughs> and where the, the hallway walls, is. The hallway, yeah. The, you know, the, the flowery wallpaper in the bathroom. You know, I mean, it's in the colors. and I mean, it's just craziness. Well, it's not crazy, but it's, it's, it's nasty, but, you know. It, we all can do this. This is what I'm trying to say. I, I just was born with this condition. <laughs> and it really uh, came to full force in high school. And uh, But to make a long story short, what I'm doing is I'm entering her space and then going to the house. And even though I don't have the picture, pardon me, I have the picture, um, Somehow it's connecting, and I go to the house, I look around, and then she does investigation. When she does investigation, I can be in that presence, not mm -hmm. her, but I'm being in the presence, I can look around. Well, a piece of my life force, a, 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 just a bead, has mm -hmm. gone to her, to the residence, gone back to her, and come to me. Holy moly. But we all do it, and I want to give some examples I don't well, want to the give other, some odds. real quick, the, the, real quick, the other fun thing to do, and I've done this not only with Nancy but with Ann Bender, of Bender Family Paranormal, where I will go into a building. I'm an empath. I admit it. You know, I finally admit it. It's, 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 it's like being an alcoholic. You stand up one day and you go, "I'm an empath," but um, <laughs> <laughs> I have allowed them into, and I don't know how this works. Like Nancy says, I, I Nancy probably knows how it works more, more than I do, but I open it up enough to allow them into my mind. To the point where I can be their eyes when I'm on location, so they're seeing through my eyes when I'm looking around the location. So it's really cool to do, and it's it's really neat because I don't ask you'll get frustrated. And go look to the right. Don't you see that? Don't you see that? And I'm like, no. 
<laughs> he says he's right I'm not there. sure There's I'm in the body as much as I yeah. may be in this space because a lot of times yeah. she'll call me for years. She did this, send yeah. me the house, and then I read it, and then I send <clears throat> the information. Most of the time, I'll type it up. If she's in a hurry, I just blah blah blah. blah. And then when she gets in there, then I'll tell her, well, look at it's, those maps. It's funny to hear her get frustrated now. She'll say, don't you see? It's right over there. It's right over there. I don't see nothing. <laughs> Were you, you – know. was this the uh, – did you – did I do this with you or some other group where I walked in and there was masks on the wall from Africa? That was us. That was us. Uh, and it and turned I was out looking he, at him. I'm thinking, he, collected those, huh? he collected those masks and it turned out to be a, something from Hawaii that he had brought back. Yeah, one of them was boo boo. Yeah, yeah, that was. I remember looking at the wall, thinking, "Wait a minute, what's those things on the wall?" And she goes, "What? What?" (laughs) Okay, that's cording. And to make it simple, I remote view. Well, that's still the same process. When she shows me the house, sometimes I'll say, "What state is it?" Mm -hmm. Usually, it's California, but we can do things from out of state really easy. And seeing spirit. Um, I'll never forget that night who stands next to me was the title of the show and the fella in Pennsylvania or somewhere I saw all these people outside and uh, evidently there was a mine cave in I don't know Char show or Matt show but and I said how am I doing this and it's it's according to an area but when you remove you you are in the area but you don't need a body because the young man was in the house, I was outside. Mm-hmm. And you go, wow. Okay, so only practice. I do this every day for 33 years, virtually every day. Because right. it's either Char or family that's calling me. <laughs> if I don't have a client that someone says, tap into this. And, of course, that's of course. Um, I want everybody to think a few things here. I would like you to think of. I'm doing my life. I'm walking around. All of a sudden, someone pops into my head. And guess what? They call. Well, let me tell you how many times Char and I have done that. In fact, mm-hmm. I'll sometimes reach to the phone and she'll be calling within a few seconds. I know I do it to her and I do two or three other people. I didn't tell them I'd speak of them tonight, so I won't give the name. But it happens to all of us all the time. I know someone's thinking of their dad, um, a father figure. And so when that person thinks of that individual, then they are connected. You don't have to be on the phone to connect to people. Let me tell you, I I talked to my son today, and we had a pleasant. He's taking a trip, coming out here to visit from Arizona. And I told him I loved him, and I went to him and gave him a, a little bit of a hug, and I kissed his face. And he's very sensitive. He didn't say anything. And I could actually feel his skin. Um, it's it's kind of like, how do we do this? Well, if you practice every day, you can. You can all do this. But I'm going to take it to the extreme tonight. I only have 40 minutes, if that. Shar, do you have a show tonight? I mean, a I do, tonight? so take your time. You're good to go. Okay. I want you to think of some things, and then I want to propose some tools. I'm going to propose some other situations, and we'll do as many as we can. If we have to, we'll carry it over because I'm going to give a big list at the end of this of situations where courting and control um, is very, very important. Um, how many of you have had a partner and you are just not trusting this individual? Whether you're dating long time, married, or just started dating, how many of you had that, I'm calling a girlfriend up because something's really wrong? 
or those of you who've had an accident, you had a feeling, you entered your own time, you could feel something happening. You are courting to a future event. You're courting to your um, the lover or the dating partner because you're thinking of them. And I don't know anybody alive that's talked to me that hasn't had a sense of something's really wrong. I think my partner's cheating on me or they're going out with their friends. You wouldn't know any different. Then you find out that somebody came into town and they went to the get some beer or something. But at the same time, you won't know that, but you know they're not with you and they're not calling you and talking to you. You have a sense of them being distracted. And that's because you're energetically courting to that person without even realizing it. And that can get you in trouble. Absolutely. You know, where have you been? Well, my brother just came into town. We went out. If they break a date with you and then you go, wait a minute, is that jealousy or is that because they really have something to go on? If they're not telling you, then I would be cautious. Absolutely. I'm not a fool. You can't say, well, why aren't they sharing they're going to go out with their buddies? We are entitled. If you were wanting to go out with the girls, what would you tell your man? Well, I'm going out with the girls. Hopefully he's not jealous, right? Goes mm -hmm. both ways. I, I'm, I do have more women clients than men because women are more likely to talk and to visit, uh, to share, and they're more apt to reach for people like myself to give them comfort direction. I do have three men that just talked to me this past week, which is fun, fun, you know, um, real big range of ages. Um, I want to be careful how I word this. Um, even when the gentleman lost his wife, and we can cord to a spirit person. Absolutely. I tell my, my clients, um, they're not all mind readers. And you say, well, they, I was feeling something. We energetically have a language that is spoken on our energy fields. I had a marvelous opportunity to entertain at a psychic fair in Phoenix, Arizona. And um, I was in Tucson, so it took a couple hours to drive up there. And someone had gotten ill who read aura photography photographs. So the gentleman was running the booth, but he had a psychic. And I looked at the Polaroid, and I was able to read it. I got all kinds of information off of it. And the guy says, oh, you're really good at that. <laughs> I go, why not? Because somehow, in, invisibly, the color scheme gave me information. Mm -hmm. Because all our colors are going to be different. Um, at one time, I saw auras pretty clearly. Uh, it's not something that's primarily my primary interest. And I saw it more as wavery lines and dense and sparkly. Not so much color, but the energy field around people. And it can tell a story. Well, what if someone had an energy field all wah, 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 and they think of you and you get hit in the side of the face? Oh, man, who is thinking of me? My husband doesn't do it as often, but he has said in the past, what's wrong with you? And I go, what do you mean? And he says, well, you're really drooping. And I would stop and think about it. Go, oh my gosh, my, you're right. I just got kind of heavy and depressed. Well, within a half hour, someone's calling me. Okay, let's go talk. Because I'm very sensitive to that. Um, it's uncomfortable at times. And you have to learn to put the barrier, but you can't do it 24 seven. Yes, I know. And I'm going to tell you how to do that. But for me to and clamp Judith, up and not. And we have a comment in the chat room. 
I hate interrupting, but Judith says that, uh, you know, talking about courting like this, she says that happened to my mother. That happens to my mother. That happened to my mother and I all the time. I would go to call her, pick up the phone, and she would be there trying to call me at the same time. I love that. Especially when you're a loving couple. You know, I'm going to be talking about anger here soon because anger sometimes is a bigger slot. Boing. You know, you get hit side the head like, oh my gosh, I get grief. I can really tell when someone's grieving over a relationship, mm -hmm. a lot of relationships. Mm -hmm. um, but you can also have it for so many different reasons, reasons. Um, grieving over a loss of a partner or grieving over the loss of your business. Well, I had really that happen a couple of years ago. My, you know, my, my close friend, my, what, Monica, say who it is. No, I'm not going to say who it is. Let's just say it's somebody. And she lost her son in a very tragic way. She'd been coming Ooh. home from a trip to New York and I could hear her in my head screaming, literally screaming oh. in my head over him. So oh my I gosh. Knew, I almost I can't handle that. Yeah, I could, I, could, I could. To this day, I could hear her, you know, in my head. But that happened, and then she would cord back and forth, especially towards the end with my mother, when I would be so upset going back and forth to the hospital with my mother. She always knew when I was upset, so we had a cord thing going on, right? Mm -hmm. It's almost, it's, it's <laughs> kind of like a two cans and a rope. How many pictures yeah. and movies have we seen? Two kids up between two houses. You got that string with the two cans. Right. Absolutely, right. the same visual. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll shut up right? No, I don't have to shut up. I just didn't know we had someone in the room speaking. Hello, dear, whoever they are. I can't that see it Judith. because I have my notes here. Yeah, that's Judith. Judith. Oh, say, Judith. I know Judith is. Yeah, I finally figured out how to read this thing without, you know, having to be in, like, in everybody's face. So <laughs> there we go. So, yeah. Okay, so I'll just keep on my notes here. I've spoken of how I do the readings. No mystery. I move my life force from me to each client I'm going to speak to. And I just spoke of my client in Italy how she would think of a, a daughter and I would move from to her and I do all the phone just as well as in person or in video to her, to the daughter and back again within a second. And that's another topic. Char and I talked about this inner space. How are we traveling that fast? Mm -hmm. Was it you I was talking to Char? I think so. Yes. <laughs> yes. I talk to people. I go, Oh my gosh, who am I talking to? Um, so when someone asks me a question, I move my force to you and everybody else in a split second. How do I get the answers? I have to actually blend with people. I don't, I'm not a mind reader. Thank God. What, wouldn't that be awful? People would be afraid of me. Though people sometimes will send images to me. And I kind of go, well, that's interesting. Where I get my information is entering time. Whether I go a split second to yesterday afternoon or I go a split second ahead. And I can travel tomorrow afternoon or years in either direction. It, it doesn't seem to affect how fast I go. Uh, but that could be for another show. Now, the amazing thing about this is how we're able to move. All of us can move our life force automatically at will, not knowing that we do it or how it's actually being done. And I, I kind of think that we've all done it. I've said to somebody in a talk, I says, I wish I had you know, color for cookies and cakes. I would like to have a big old teaspoon of blue. And every time I send out little spaghetti thing going to the universe, I would love to see it wind around. I think it disappears between our dimensional space and another space. 
because the thought of me going to Italy, back to the United States, to Italy, back to me, tires me out. That's, um, uh, what, 12,000 miles round trips? <laughs> How could I do that? I'd be all worn out. I think it's a direct line really quick. Uh, within a second, I can't possibly think how we could travel that way. But I imagine the way that we do this is the same as spirit people popping them out. They think of it, they're there. I think the universe has a mystery that's yet to be unfold. You know, how I always think of it, like, is it, and I don't, I don't know, you're going to laugh about this because it's just the way this mind works, right? See, Jesse's already <laughs> smiling. It's coming. I always think of it as beaming out like in Star Trek, and that's how my mother always looked at it. They beam it from location to location. And it's like instantaneous. It's kind of like that. Beam me up Scotty kind of a yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, I, but that's a whole person. I think our life force or energy field is so fast that we have no comprehension of it. I, right. I wonder because we see, um, well, I watch UFO stuff a lot. And I was telling you how a UFO got over our house and Larry came in and, all right, get your glasses. Right. Like, I should have had my camera, you know. And we were watching it and then I turned around and was something. And he says, uh, I, what? He's, and he said, it just went, it was gone. Pardon me? Gone? And then Skinwalker Ranch conversation came up and how they're disappearing in portals or black holes. I want to say interdimensional, I call it interspace action. I had some movies called that, interspace. So I think there's something yet to be told about that. But let's go on. And if we have yes. to, we'll have to make this next week's show. <clears throat> How about the mother that is always in tune with the child? Go into one room and you think, where's that toddler? Uh-oh, kitchen. Go out there and it's gotten into the flower. Or the mother whose child is asleep in another room. I tell you, when both my kids were little, one would breathe out of order, boop, boop, and I would be up in the dead of night because we never lose that connection. We are mm -hmm. constantly courted. Can you imagine someone were raising twins or triplets? We are constantly using our life force, touching each child. And no matter where they live in the world, we're touching them. Because I have a child in another state. You don't think I don't tap into that? <laughs> get my my love I, I says only a mother can force it to kiss me you know what I pieces. think it not only works for mothers and daughters it also works for siblings a absolutely depend on yes. the relationship I've had some, I mean I've had some really cool things happen with my sister that surprised me in the last in the last few months oh you know mm -hmm. like like going to a funeral and being dressed in the same colors Color, <laughs> that's right that's same right color, you told me that. yeah i mean you puck and you're like whoa <laughs> you know looking so it's just things well, like that, that was yeah. and you look and go wow that was clever for you to pick that color but which one yeah. gave the other one the idea that's same, absolutely you know, true right there right? you're gonna punch i mean it was it was just woo, okay <laughs> i want to introduce people in the chat room real quick too susan is with us judith is with us Cat is with us, and Cat's all the way from Canada, Niagara Falls. Oh my goodness, girlfriend! And, and, and she gets on us. the, and she's yeah. with us. Good power lines up there. <laughs> Good internet. Okay. Who else, honey? And we've got Marisa in here, so we got some people in the chat room. And for those of you listening that aren't in the chat room, come on in. Don't be shy. That's what we're about. See, it says, "Come join the conversation back there." That's what it's about. 
right now there. that's curious now are these kids on youtube or is this facebook it's a mixture we got some facebook people in here and we okay got some YouTube people oh in. nice me oh i wasn't sure how this works i know rss is just listening uh, the passing of a loved one you're sitting with somebody who is ill and all of a sudden you're seeing people in the room as she does so or he so you could be holding someone's hand but you're energetically surrounding your loved one and i've actually had stories i think it actually happened to char of people whose partner were passing away they're very ill and we embrace them we can't keep them here but we want to so we'll actually envelop them with our life force as yeah. though to say I'm selfish, I'm greedy, I'm not going to let you go home, I'm not going to let you go to paradise. I want to keep you here in this miserable old planet Earth. <laughs> I, I'm selfish, I want you here, and you're kind of grappling with them. Well, what happens is the process, and remember, this is an area that I'm particularly mm -hmm. good at. I'm all of a sudden seeing the relatives, and I'm describing who's in the room, and they had seen the same person. So what they weren't insane, they weren't crazy. And how many times have I told the audience, for a lot of years, I think, how, how am I doing this? Am I reaching into someone's memory and arbitrarily picking up a relative that could be in the room when in actuality it's the relative that the dead are dying or the sick person is actually wanting to see? There's no way for me to know stuff like that. Well, that, so happened, after, well, that happened with my mother and I at Kaiser. And, um, but, you know, I had her take, we went to Kaiser, and I'm not going to say the circumstances, but. I remember my mother sitting there and I saw something fall off the wall that shouldn't have fall off the wall. And I said, is there someone in here with us that I should know about? She says, yeah, it's daddy. And I said, well, where, where's daddy? He's over by the door. Your and I mother. said, really? He goes, well, he's mad. And I said, well, I bet he is, you know, but I mean, that's what happens. You know, you, you, you hear about these relatives. So, so you have to stay open to it because they are seeing them. They are showing up. Um, my mother showed up a few times after her passing and, she was so excited about being in, in the afterlife. She really believed, and it's a long story. I entertained some group of people in her complex when she was older, Port in Oregon. She was the most popular woman in the building for a good month or more. Oh, that was your daughter? And I had read the whole group of people, and of course they're all 78 years old. It was so fun. Um, so I wanna talk about appointments that Someone have come to me and they're grieving um, over a broken relationship. A lot, a lot of that over the decades. And asking me, and some people are more up to wanting to have answers, but because they can also feel it, they're saying to me, is he, she thinking of me? And when do you see them calling me? Well, that's a fine-edged sword because as much as you will think of them, I call it the round robin. Wonk, 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 back and forth, back and yeah. forth, back and forth. You will feed so much energy that it can't help but call you. The problem is it isn't their choice, it's your choice. I always try to encourage people, try not to put that out there because if someone calls you because they're feeling the need to and they're not knowing that you're creating it, it's more likely not to happen. The best way to have someone touch base and come back is to let them go. What's that expression? If you love something, let it go and it will come back if it's meant to be, mm -hmm. um, and that's a whole show. Remember, this show tonight is kind of a prelude to uh, Valentine's week and month. So we're gonna be talking about a lot of these things, and tonight we're just gonna talk about connecting and having it come back and forth. 
it's very disturbing when someone has been dumped. And it's because we're not going to put the blame on the person who did it always. They're not necessarily in the readiness or they're not knowing if they can be committed. But that has not always something to do with you. It has something to do with how mature or ready or available they really are. And so when we wish someone to show up so hard and they do, their circumstances hasn't changed. You still want them. We human beings create a movie in our mind of how we think our future should look. And I'm, I'm a divorced lady. And uh, people know me. I'm very stubborn. I'm very committed. And so the first marriage, um, people changed. But I wasn't. I was going to stay married forever. But it, it ended up not being healthy for me. Um, long story, you don't need to know that I did get divorced. And I realized looking back that no matter how much I wanted it, the forces that pushed me apart made me realize it was cancer that made me realize we really wasn't, we were not suited anymore. I was able to let go because I was the one that said, we're done. But my husband, after I did leave, realized, well, maybe I didn't want her to leave after all. It was a turnabout. It was like, hmm. So I felt him for years, for a long time. And I realized that some of the grieving I had of not failure of the marriage, but failure of acknowledging that things need to change. So when I speak of these things, absolutely understand what you are going through. And I'm a metaphysician. I'm a spiritualist, actually a minister. And I've studied this for years and years. And I was an office supervisor Pacific Bell, and I went to classes and classes and classes. But now I'm at a place in my life, and I realize there are no mistakes. Reincarnation, karma is our own lifetime. Lessons are not lessons, they're experiences. Did we ask for this body? If you want some really eye-opener, children reincarnation stories will (laughs) make you chuckle and say, is that right? And this uh, verification of children reincarnation stories is one of the Facebook pages I'm a member of. A lot of children, um, LMN is one channel. Just type into YouTube, uh, children reincarnation stories. Children two, three, four, five, up to four and a half to five, don't lie. And the stories are amazing. It makes you wonder, gosh, you mean I asked for this life? Holy tamale, right? But we're still human. We still want our partner. We still create grief. We still have these breakups. We still this. So let me continue because I my job is to make you aware that we are human and we're here for an experience. But it's to your choice how much you suffer, not my choice. All I can do is give you the tools and, and verify what you already know. Um, so then I kind of chuckled. I wrote this up this morning and then this afternoon. Should I speak of meditation to acknowledge your boundaries of your person and know how to control your emotions or feelings so that you can keep your energy to yourself and not put your life force onto whom you are thinking? Meditation is something I started doing, but my mind goes very, very fast. And I thought to myself the other day, my mind is slowed down a little bit but I'm just think very, very quickly, tried to meditate, still can't sit still. So I think it's 
a matter of how fast you turn the switches on to meditate. I would like to give you a thought. So I made this up, railroad track, two, two lanes. And so I'm traveling on the left side of the train track on the, the metal rod that we, they travel on. And there are times when I get in discord or my energies, you know, I think I got to calm down or I can get upset easily if someone's thinking of me. And I want you to think about this. All I do is step out of that spot onto the right side. And I step out of the emotion by redirecting my life force to something else. Well, it happened today. I was doing something and all of a sudden the, the song Hard Day's Night came into my head. Of all songs in the whole world, I was a Beatles fan. My best friend was a Elvis fan. I was never one to put posters in my room. I just really liked the Beatles. I was never that kind of girl. I went to visit her, and Elvis took up every corner of the walls of her bedroom. Not but today too. I thought of A Hard Day's Night. You know, I uh, Want to Hold Your Hand was actually one of my favorite ones. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay tough day. I'm going to go listen to it. It wasn't tough. I was just really busy. And I was kind of getting wound up, meaning I was putting so much focus on what I was doing. So I went to YouTube, typed in Hard Day's Night, listened to a couple versions by a few people, completely distracted and put me into another lane. That's the healthiest thing that you can do instead of meditation. Now, meditation results is similar to what I was talking about. So if you like sitting very quiet, listen to music, and it works for you, wonderful. For me, it's some other energy taking the place of the discord energy I was going through. So there's the two good examples on what you can do for yourself. So I'll say it again. Meditation, or stepping aside, I call it, acknowledge the boundaries of your person and know how to control your emotions. So in some way, I'm telling you, Step out of the negative emotions and go to a positive thought. This is going to be important later on here. To keep your energy to yourself and not put your life force on just whom you are thinking. I would also say today I was really physically busy. And so I got tired. I was burning too much energy of thinking what I need to do. So stepping over, listening to a hard day's night, calmed me down. So I went back to my task. I was more productive. Same end result. We not always, we not always can't control our feelings, but we can become aware of our action. And all you need to do is to redirect your thoughts, actions, emotions. Same thing, just what I was talking about. When I feel someone courting and I feel negative, I say, I will not own what is not mine. Just because someone puts themselves on you negatively, tearfully upset it isn't you but if you pull it into yourself and it makes you uncomfortable or negative or not feeling well that is your fault so if i said to you i will allow other people around me to be in their experience because that's what's happening in their life in that moment remember i'm thinking now and i believe this now i've had a lot of years that kind of convinced myself <laughs> We're here for a life experience, and we're wearing these meat jackets. Our spirit's in here just loving this thickness of body, the, the breath of each moment, our heartbeat, and we're living in this moment. 
I'm very colorful. I love beautiful things around me, like the poster. This is the calmest one because I know it's right behind me. It looks better on video. I have some crazy beautiful things in my life to look at. And sometimes I need that to put me back on track of where I was. Okay? If someone's negative or someone's unhappy and they cord into me, then I get on a different track. I put my mind somewhere else. A lot of beautiful things help that for me. Doesn't mean I'm not sympathetic. It means that if you call me or if Shara or someone else calls me, then my job in that moment is to put you on track again so you're more productive and happy, whatever. I want to go back to what we were talking about being unhappy because this is um, very, very important. <clears throat> again, we cannot always control our own feelings, but we can become aware of the actions of others. And all you need to do is redirect your thoughts, actions, emotions. So when someone is thinking of you, and I would go backwards too, reverse. If you're thinking of someone else and you know you're out of control and those emotional feelings in that moment, step aside, look at something beautiful, listen to a song, realize that you're redirecting your energy onto somebody else. If they broke up with you, it had nothing to do with you. It had everything to do with what they were expecting, who you were expecting, their anticipation or immaturity level. Or they just weren't ready. And you can't take the blame of it. What's that expression? I wrote it on here. I haven't got to that part yet. Sometimes, please remember, I'm just trying to help. Sometimes what you want the most, you can't get. You fall deeper in love. Crazy in love. I had a gal call me. Oh, it must be 25 years. She was in love with a WWE fighter. And I said, oh, they're courting back and forth. He saw her. She saw him. She won't let go of him. Poor guy. Can I ever meet him? Yeah, you can go to, cons uh, what do they call them, the fights? I mean, WD, the wrestling matches? Absolutely. Can he see you? Absolutely. Would he find you attractive? Absolutely. She was, I was like, gorgeous. No wonder he noticed her. Doesn't always mean there's a relationship. But what she's doing is using her body energy of it, exhausting herself, wondering, ifing, hoping, that he's going to see her and come over. I didn't know his marriage status. I wasn't going to promise anything. It didn't mean that he couldn't talk to her. But she was uh, counting her whole life on the possibility that he would notice her and come over to her and start a relationship. Holy tamole. Let me think here. What movie star am I attracted to? I think if I went to a movie screening, he would be there and notice me? Who <laughs> am I? Well... <laughs> At my age, it would have to be Al Cacino or somebody else, right? <laughs> uh, but no, I just, I know better than that. Um, uh, so if you feel negative on you and you know it's not you, stepping aside not always will help because I'm talking about your energy and your moment and how you deal with it. Now let's talk about what happens if someone does it to you. Remember the words, I will not own what is not mine, and then get busy. Or if that does not work, I will literally shake my shoulders and turn around my put my focus on something else. Then what I was doing in that moment and pivoting, I call it, helps. I saw that word about a week, two weeks back. I can't remember it wasn't about relationships, but I thought, good word. Pivoting. I'm changing. So if a negative thing comes to me and I can't break it. I will not own what is not mine. I can't break it. 
then I'll think, okay, what I'm doing right now is what they're feeling. So if I'm doing dishes, which I don't do very often, if I'm in the kitchen, then I'll go, I have make the bed. I'm going to make the bed. It's changing the energy of which they recorded to. I'm shaking it up. I'm turning around. I'm moving like this. They get distracted. They fall off. Doesn't mean they don't come back. You have to go to it. And I want to talk about that. If you cannot break the energy of someone you are aware of visualizing you, then I want you to visualize a walnut shell. A walnut? <laughs> I want you to wrap that baby right tight around you. Think of a walnut shell. You get one in your hand, knock, knock, knock. It's hard as a gosh darn rock. Walnut shells like a rock. You can't even break it with a hammer. Visualize yourself, encapsulate yourself in a walnut shell. Now tighten it just a little bit. What you're doing is you're just not permitting somebody to attach into your life force. And to me, it looks like a cotton ball around us. It's all porous. It's soft. And someone can come right in with a little arrow, <laughs> a hook like for a fish is better visual. I'm going to go right into her. Well, you want to break it off. You can shake it off. You go into another room and you feel, oh, man, someone's got a headache. They're pressing in my face. <sighs> Put on a walnut shelf. That usually works. That usually works. Being happy will usually work. The problem with that, you put a pretty song on you, like really fun and happy, Lauren Hardy kind of happy, you know, Jerry Lewis kind of happy, or whoever is comedian out now. The problem is sometimes the depressed person will also like that. So the idea is you got to clamp up to stay tight enough so that person will get discouraged unconsciously. Oh, I can't go there. Who else can I be sad with? Who else? Who else? And they'll go search somewhere else. And I give you a lot of ideas here. And if you're listening to this, back it up and you know, see it again and then hit uh, CC. And then you can see my words go across the screen and write them down. Okay. Um, if you cannot break the energy of someone you are aware of, visualize a walnut shell. Let's go there. Clamp down. Clamp it down. Pulling your life force in. Not allowing someone to attach. Think of a fish hook makes them retract because they can't figure out how come they can't get to you. Unconsciously, they will fall off. By doing this several times, makes them turn away, at least for a while. If you talk to them in the afternoon, if this is someone important, and you say, wow, did you have a bad day? I just had a sense it was a bad day. Oh, I'm so sorry that you've gotten a car wreck. You should have called me. Because if they attach to how are you supposed to know where they are, if it is that important. Yeah, tell you, if it's a child, though, if you know it's a child, I would do everything I can to call them because it's possible now. When I was having kids at home, we didn't have the phones. Um, if someone is angry and you are having a difficult time and you realize that somebody else around you, they're really angry. I hope it's not somebody you broke up with or is it someone at work or is it a family member that seems to always be in a bad mood? Kill them with kindness. I took at one point in my career, I was going to be a service rep. Best thing ever I ever did was take the course. Once I took the course, I went, no, I don't think I want to do this. <laughs> and they said, you're going to get people calling and yelling at you a lot. And I said, why would I like this job? Well, it paid good, but I didn't want it. The telecompany went another direction. And they said, lower your voice and smile, even if you're on the phone. So when you have someone angry on you on the phone, 
do those things. Also do it if they're not on the phone. And you just say, I, I don't know who this is. I'm so sorry. Why don't we both have a chuckle or smile? Kill them with kindness. Because if it's angry towards you, you don't want them calling it. You can soften your energy by giving them some of your positive energy. Remember I said, don't own what is not yours. But if you know who it is, if someone's angry at you and you know it, oh, I'm lower your voice a little bit. I'm so sorry you're having a bad day. I hope it gets better. And do that all over and over. And they can't handle it because the vibration is not the same. I also want to bring up that I'm involved with a few ladies, Karen Rothstein of Roseville, uh, Lincoln. And we started a book, Life Has Gotten in the Way, like it always does for everybody. Attachments. Spirit attachment is a real phenomenon. I absolutely believe in it. And attachment will come because they're finding and looking for someone like them. So if you are always in the poops, blah, 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 and they are, oh, they're going to feel at home with you. So we have to have variation in our life because they cannot attach themselves. You feel like, oh, someone's really on my. Then sometimes when people are courting, they're angry or they're in love or they're mom, 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 whatever, they can wrap themselves around you. And I've talked to how many thousands of people. Why? Who's around you? And they get all wrapped around you. Oh, I felt so uncomfortable in my neck and my shoulders. I mean, that's somebody. What do they look like? And I'll describe this person. Oh, my God, this guy I broke up with. Remember, whoever's been dumped is very hard for them to get over it. And so they'll court even harder because they want you back. Um, so put some happy music on. And I don't sing, but I do make noise. Okay. If you can sing, be happy. Make them happier. And uh, it does change. Your vibration change will not always allow someone angry to attach. But to put that angry onto you. Intent is nine-tenths of the law. Make them fall off by being happier, pretty music, singing, changing vibration, going outside, getting some sunlight. Absolutely, all these tools are very important. Similar, as you've heard me talk of spirit attachments, I just said this. Uh, Like-minded, they're looking for that. Change it. If you're in a bad space and have been for a while, this is a totally new topic. We don't need to go here. If you're having trouble in your job and your energy is real low, Please get some earbuds, get in the car, something that you really like, uh, uplift music of any kind. Don't go into listening to songs uh, that put you in a more mellow mood because it will pull your life, life force down. And I tell you, it is exhausting to be in a grieving state all the time because of a relationship or someone's angry at you or you're angry at somebody else. You can't record, you can't fix it. I guarantee you, you will sleep 10 hours every night until you and then you're no good during the day because you're every time you put energy out, you're, you're being used up. People say to me, how did you do this, Nancy? People would see me working all this. 15 years I was doing events everywhere. And during an eight-hour day, I would talk to 20, 22, 24 people, depending on the crowds. How did you do that? I am and have been an athlete. And I always encourage anybody that's in, listening here, please be physically fit. Um, it helps with energy. If you're a low energy individual, you're very calm, very loving. You're going to get really tired. And I think the reason I've been able to do this, even up to my age here, <clears throat> is that I've always been physically very active. Even when I've been ill, I, and 
luckily me, you know, the family, <laughs> excuse me, grandma, what diseases did you pass down to the rest of us? Kind of a thing. <laughs> so um, I do encourage people to keep, keep physically fit. So if you're always tired, yes, it could be medical, but it also could be someone's courting to you so often or you're doing it to somebody else, you're totally exhausted. Um, I have a question anger issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Michelle, what about uh, that we enjoy the paranormal? Not the only thing, but I find I'm kind of obsessed. Is that unhealthy? You're not courting to somebody. I love it that you're obsessed. Are you kidding? You're enlightened. Anybody that gets in this field, I, I really want you to. I always have a caution to people who are reading. So I would like you to be more not. Oh, I'm not a health nut. Come on, you guys. I just realized it takes a lot of energy to do this. To, to talk to spirit people, to do reading, do anything that takes energy. Because we are energy beings. We're only borrowing this body for as long as it works. If you don't keep it up, it will betray you. And a lot of people have said, and I actually heard this from a dying person, you know, the body just isn't working. Just I just want to leave this. It was kind of an eye-opener. He was... It was just an interesting conversation and and from a man it was just um but he did make he did not make good choices very large um I, when i saw him i think he had um car vessel blood vessel but i think he was diabetic also or something i don't know what it was you know we inherit some of these genes i've had cancer and graves disease and a few other things and they're all inheritable you know i Okay, so let me keep going. If if anger is the issue still in force and bother you, sit down and write a note. This is very important, too. This is one of the last steps I can give you as a tool. Again, if anger issue either someone put on you or if you do on somebody else, um, you've seen this in many, many metaphysical shows, is to write a letter. When you're in grieving you write a letter to your spouse the deceased wife and or the partner if you broke up with somebody you write them a note and you keep it healing and there's actually some things like like ceremony you write a letter and you put it in the fire absolutely but i'm going to take it one more step if someone's putting anger on you you were the one that dumped somebody that cruel that you know end of relationship let's be more civilized as come on Write a letter to that individual in the car where it's quiet, baby. Say it out loud. I am writing you this note. And I'm so sorry that you're having, I'm writing, pretend here. I am so sorry that life is difficult and we're not going to be able to be a couple. I loved you when it was time to love you. And I stopped when it was no longer good for either one of us. Short and sweet. But I want you to speak out loud. I think the intent is stronger. You can give them a hug. You need to say goodbye. And you wish them the best of life. You release, release it. Now, don't mail them that note, honey. That won't do any good. What is the powerful part of it is your intent of writing it and sending it energetically and surrounding them with it. You can... Burn the letter, some, put it in an ashtray and burn it up. If that ceremony helps you heal, it will help them. Even if it's for a short while, they will feel. And the word I would say is relaxed, comforted. They may not know it, but you've helped them. 
okay, um, in reverse. I'm in love. How many times you've heard that? Guess what? They think of that person. They're sending that positive energy to them. Oh, people are first in love. Man, there's glue and they can't even keep their hands off each other or falling into the back of the car or into a hotel room when they're traveling or, I mean, get a room, right? You know why it's so strong? Because they're both sending energy to each other and embracing each other. It's almost like super glue. <laughs> Please. No wonder you're tired all the time. The romp in the hay is great, but you have to divorce, not divorce, you have to move away from each other to catch your breath. Because we're round robin even to a loved one. Um, if you're missing that loved one, you can always send kisses just like I did with my son today. And I, he, he's very intuitive. I know he, he figured it out. Send him hugs. The receiver will unconsciously receive these and be in a very loving mood when you get together again. Thinking of a child, they can sense you. Send love and kisses to the child. A good place to send love and kisses is when a child is starting school kindergarten, preschool, first grade. Think of that child off and on, calming the child and sending the love. The problem is, and you know this, a lot of children say, oh, mom's sick of me. No, I want to stay here. <laughs> children love school. And uh, I've had some funny stories told to me over the years. At the same time, you send them love to have fun. You are sending them love to remind you and remind them that your mom and you're coming to get them. It helps calm them down. Okay. I have sent a lot of love to my grandchildren and children's children. Um, you've heard grandmas say, I think you all the time. They do. Um, I have some things I want to speak of. I know we're running out of time here. Purpose of wanting to know about partners. There's a lot of things here that I would like to read quickly. And then over the next month, we will talk about them. Expectations of thinking of them are hoping they are thinking of you. Just saw a term that I found curious called backup option. You broke up with somebody, but they keep connecting. And in some way, people are keeping them and hoping that backup option is always available. Hoping that they will come back. Unless you've been married since high school, most people have had this experience of the breakup and thinking of that ex until they are forced to connect to you via an emergency calling them. Remember, if, if you have had an ex in the past, um, a lot of times we'll think of them so strongly they will connect, but maybe it's not right. Maybe they're not ready again. How tiring have you gotten thinking of the breakup and of your ex, hoping and wishing and grieving of the breakup? Do they deserve your ex exhaustion, your constant fueling, feeling tired, You've been locked into their body, creating a life force around them. And they will either also feel your grief and make, are you giving them, I mistyped something here. Um, they will also feel that grief. And sometimes they don't always give the best energy back. They will send you energy of theirs, but it could be anger. So be careful how you think of somebody. So how to stop the round-robin action create an endless loop? Clarify if he or she is worth all the energy you will be giving them. How do you justify giving, how do you justify grieving over someone who does not deserve your tears? Coming to realize that the grief of the breakup is forcing you to refocus to a new direction, which is very difficult. 
That is a very tough time. But at the same time, sometimes only through grief does our soul evolve, opening new doors to new directions. Most women have created a movie of what they project to be the future. When they change is against their will. How we become traumatized. Yes, talking about counseling out our movie. Uh, we have to recreate the movie, but we have to recreate ourselves in the process. Again, that word I just learned, pivoting to a new beginning. If the tools to recover is given, it only a sounding board, then ask for recovery tools. If you're seeing a counselor, and I'm not against anybody helping anybody, but if they're only listening to you and you feel a little dissatisfied with that, ask for tools to recover. I always give them. I'm not promoting me. I'm just saying I have learned, not because I've given it, because people have asked me, always have a backup of tools like what I'm giving you. These are really good tools. Um, what I'm really concerned about is what I call the too long recovery that steals years of your life. My mother's friend came to talk to me. We're talking 25, 30 years ago. <laughs> My mother's friend talked to me about how recovering from her breakup and how distraught she was. I paused and I said, well, how, how long has it been? And she sat back. She said, hmm, 17 and a half years. <laughs> yeah, I went, no, really? And she said, yes. She was an older woman who was in love with a much younger man. And he was done. He got from the relationship what was important to him. But she never finished getting from the relationship what she was wanting. She was locked into feeling her ex's new life and grieving jealously and denial that she thought she was worthy of him, but not worthy to find someone new and afraid that the new person would betray her again. <sighs> there are many steps to work out anger. So we could cover that upcoming. Identify why you still feel like you deserve and need that person. Why aren't you worthy of someone else and someone better? Why we deserve someone we cannot have. Easier to stay in the groove of disharmony than to pivot, well, that word pivot, out of this new future, the future you thought you created. Very, very difficult steps. Easier to tell acquaintances that you've just broken up with someone then admit that you're stuck and don't know how to create a new you to find that better partner. And like I said, it could be decades that you could be stuck. So you meet people and say, well, you know, I just ended a relationship, even if it's 10 years ago. You'll say the wrong thing there, right? Um, so it's easier. We get stuck. Uh, what else should I say? Who are you? Being stuck in the old patterns, creating new outlets of interest. And I've also noticed that people will keep the same hobbies, the same interests, and never venture out to try something new. Who are you? Are you marketing the same old you? How exciting it would be for you to get fired up over a new hobby or a new interest or just reading? You know, the Internet is amazing. Like some of the new shows that are on. Um, I'm, I'm a science nut. I love science, history, travel, all those things that, um, I just do. And so would I explore maybe taking exotic cooking class? Probably would be a good idea. Could. Or should I take a trip? Probably not because I get really seasick and airsick. But it doesn't mean I can't read up on them. I read a lot. So when people talk to me, they go, wow, you sure know. I go, 
because that's what I'm interested in. You're talking about Mexico. I could probably tap into a lot of knowledge for you. Are friends in your life feeding you grief? Clearly, I cannot speak of years of grieving. So if you're in a grieving space, get what your energy is going to do. You're going to gravitate toward those people who are also grieving. Round robin, feed each other grieving, feed each other remorse, feeding each other I deserve better but never get more. Okay? Is grieving giving you a purposeful life for you and your friends? I just spoke to that. Are you conspiring to get revenge? Careful, a dangerous action with no redeeming actions can come from it. Okay? Really want him back. So if you do create revenge or to punish him, because you thought you had a life and figured it out and that partner did not see the same future as you? Maybe we're just not mature already. So if you take revenge, that will stay. And that's what I call the karmic lessons that keep coming back, experiences that come back. Because what you're going to do is you're going to attract someone to you who's also on a level of revenge. I covered a lot of things that we can cover the next month. I just told you and told Char. So there's a lot of topics, only four or five weeks to do it in. And each of the things I brought up could almost be a whole show. Um, so many examples of courting, um, as I've done in other consequences of too tightly bound to somebody, using a lot of your energy up, um, gravitating energy-wise and courting someone who's in revenge or grieving or stuck place. Absolutely. Um, the best thing I could say is that nobody has experiences without benefiting from them eventually. We are all better people from the people who have been in our lives, whether negative or positive. If it was negative and not positive, you grew because you knew it was not right for you. Even the death of a friend, you say, I captured from that friend the best I wanted. Those things that didn't match with us, I will let that go with that person and keep what was given to me in the best way possible. Okay. Well, I did it. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this, huh? This is what I do for a living, everybody. Parts of it, anyway. Okay. I want to thank everybody in that chat room. Uh, we had Michelle came in. Michelle's here. Uh, Lenore is here. I hope I said your name right. Uh, we've got Judith. We've got Marisa. Got we've got Susan and, and Karen and Kat. And Karen Clark was out lurking because we did get a like from Karen. So she's out lurking somewhere. I want to thank mm -hmm. everybody who was in the chat room, everybody who was lurking. I really appreciate that. Um, you know, like I said, if you, you know, if you like the show, share it because that's what just trying to get the word out. And thumbs be up, sure, everybody. Yeah, and be sure to go to Nancy's uh, YouTube site so she can start Nancy. getting on some. Yeah, Nancy Matt. So, what's your YouTube site, Nancy? Nancy Matt Psychic. Okay, so okay. check out Nancy's YouTube site and subscribe over there. It doesn't cost anything. She's just trying to build herself up. <laughs> But I want to thank everybody for coming tonight. I appreciate it. Again, uh, the official announcement is we are Nancy's going to be doing Valentine's readings. And that's through <laughs> Facebook. That will be February 4th at 4 p.m. Pacific. That way the people on the East Coast don't have to be up so late waiting for these things. So check it out over at the California Haunts Meetup and sign up over there. And uh, there's only nine spots open for that. So it's going to fill up pretty fast, I think. But uh, be sure to do that. I finally got the right date and time. <laughs> it's been one of those days. All right. If you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We're equal opportunity here. Uh, you know, we're just trying to get the word out about our little show. And please visit our YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at California Haunts Radio. Once again, thank everybody for coming tonight. I really appreciate it. I'm going to share Nancy's contact information with you guys. And then we're going to sign off. 
Uh, Sunday, I'll be back reading from the Kipling book. And then Monday, uh, I believe I have a guest set up. And then Tuesday, Reverend Bill Bean is going to be is going to be with us, and he's going to be talking <laughs> about his new book that he has out and some of his work dealing with negative energies and spirits. So we'll have him with us on Tuesday. All right, so here we go. Here's Nancy's contact information. Websites, nancymats.com, all lowercase, nancymatsauthor.com. The N, M, and A are capped. YouTube.com forward slash Nancy Matt Psychic, the N, M, and P are capitalized. Help, get me out of this funk, Nancy Matt's. That's one of her books. Two Worlds, Developing Your Psychic Skills. And The Unwilling Sacrifice by Nancy Matz. And the books can be purchased at Amazon. Also, Nancy did mention meditation during the show, and I just so happen to have a meditation group that I uh, we do meditations after the show, and that's Tuesday, Thursday, and Sundays. I do that. So if that's something you might be interested in, and doing a you know a, a meditation three times a week, come on over. We do all kinds of meditations, from health meditations all the way through financial, all that good stuff. That, 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 that everybody wants. please teach a financials. I tell you, she's given me some examples. She'll do this meditation, and she'll call me up. You won't believe what I just got. <laughs> Yeah, and the, the, and that the positive energy one. out. Yeah, yeah, that one I use for abundance. Every time I use it, boom, you know, I get abundance. Amazing. One way or another. Okay. Anyway, guys, be sure to go. To, okay, so now, now you have homework. Go to Nancy's YouTube site. <laughs> uh, head on over to Meetup, uh, to the California House Meetup site, and if you want, uh, sign up for your reading for February fourth, and check out the the the, the check, check out the meditations. I'm way ahead of myself. Check out those Maybe meditations. Maybe uh, send a note to Char what you'd like to hear from me. Yes, that's you. Month. Yes, for dating, yeah, for next month. Uh, relationships, because yeah. yeah. I gave you a lot of topics tonight. Yep. So you can do that as well. All right, guys. I'll see you Sunday, six p.m. Pacific, and then I'm going to start doing. Now that I'm feeling good, got my eyeballs back, we're going to start doing extra stuff over in the other room. Uh, you know, after the show, we're going to you know do some building projects and some different kind of projects that you guys can help me and give me advice with and all that good stuff. Uh, Cause I, I did get, like I said, I got, I got a bunch of stuff for Christmas and I'm a big kid. So that'll be my little crafty room. So I've, I've got a, uh, I've got a Yoda Lego. That's pretty, that's pretty good size. So we're going to build, <laughs> we're gonna be building Yoda, Yoda together. Yoda. Yeah. So we've got a bunch of stuff to do. Grover's going to be doing light bright. I love the light bright. So Grover's going to do some of that. We got some, uh, maybe I'll build a Valentine's gingerbread house. We'll see. Why not? We'll yeah, why not? Who says I can't? So, yeah. So, we'll try to be doing extra stuff and fun stuff. And as weather permitting and everything else permitting, I'm going to start taking the show out on the road. So, so, you know, some of the events that come to Sacramento, like the dinosaur one that was just here and, you know, other stuff, we're going to go ahead and broadcast live and take you guys along with, with us. So, 
sit tight and uh, lots of things coming, lots of things coming. And thank you for coming tonight. Thank you to the RSS people out there, iHeartRadio, Apple, Apple Podcasts, everybody out there. I appreciate you all, each and every one of you. Have a great weekend. And again, see you at 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday. Good night, everybody.